0: I'm Rebecca Pete, And I'm Rebecca
1: Cochran. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Woven, in, where we strive to be Christians living in the world with intention. And our prayer is that, to paraphrase Mary Zimmer, the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Hello, welcome to episode 14. Um, today we are ending our series on grace, and we're going to talk about grace with other people. So if you tuned in, we have defined grace. We have talked about um, giving grace to ourselves via, or no, then we did the cycle of grace. Yes. Um, we talked about giving grace to ourselves, and now we're talking about giving grace to other people. Um, so we're going to be giving some general guidelines, but as always, you know, it's every situation is different and some relationships require different things, but these are just general across yeah. the board recommendations, assuming you have healthy people in your life.
0: Yeah. So I thought you had a good definition before we, right before we started recording, we were talking about what extending grace to others looks like to both of us. And so I liked yours. So say what you
1: said. Yeah. I was just saying, um, you know, looking at people always through the lens that they're God's child, like always giving people at least the dignity of saying like, you know, God loves you. So I can still, you can still have done me wrong and you can still make me angry and all of these things, but ultimately you're a child of God. Anyone you encounter is. So how can I, that's, to me, that's grace, like extending that sort of having that posture towards a person.
0: Yeah. And I, and I would say it's, it's, I, so I agree with what you're saying, you know, treating, treating the, treating others um, as um, God sees them and viewing them through that lens. Also, I just go back to the golden rule. I mean, right, right. how do you want to be treated and how is, and, and God calls us to extend to others what he's extended to us. And so like that goes back to the cycle of grace, right? Okay. So he's given us grace and we accept what he's extended to us. And then out of that, that, that we we give grace to ourselves and we talked about sustenance yes. and how that like the, that soul care and that self care is receiving that from God and allowing it to work in us, his grace to work in us. And then flowing from that is that, I think that's what this says. That's the fruit. So the fruit of the spirit is the extension of God's grace working out in our lives.
1: Yeah. Cause you can't do it out of your own strength. Yes. I mean, you can, but you'll maybe last 10 minutes. Like it's yes. really hard to give people grace, especially when you're, Not just like people in the grocery store, but when you're actually in a relationship with somebody, I mean, it is really hard to actually give real grace to someone if you're not actively aware of your need for it and Mm -hmm. receiving it on a daily basis to then give it authentically.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's kind of like forgiveness. It kind of falls into the same boat and we'll talk a little bit more about that. So I was just thinking when I, when I, when I was thinking through about what we're going to talk about in this episode, and I was just thinking about the different ways that um, we show grace, that or that scripture calls us to show grace to others. So I think there's several categories of that, of, of scripture. And then I was just thinking about... the the areas that I feel like I'm strong at and the things I'm weak at. So I'd like Mm -hmm. to hear when we talk about it, what you think too. But um, I mean, the big one, at least for me, that the first one I think of is our words and our speech. So, you know, we're called to, um, and and I think of the Colossians 4, 6 verse. And it's like, it was like my main verse that I thought of when I was writing down my notes, which says, let your speech always be gracious. So there's the grace part. Mm -hmm. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt. So that you may know how you ought to answer each person, and mm-hmm. so when I think of the people in my life that I feel like are gracious, like when you when you think what?" does someone who is gracious look like or sound like the first thing I think of is the words that come out of their mouth
1: yeah,
0: um, and how they speak to others. And so I thought about, it and I've always, that, that passage has always struck me um, because the season with salt part, and you can speak to this as a yeah. chef, but like in, in biblical times when this was written, salt was used to preserve from decay. That, yeah. And so, I mean, now we use it for seasoning, which I mean, we can use a metaphor for that as well. Um, but like, it, jesus or or Paul would have used it in Colossians as um the people would have known it as a, a preservative, yeah, so against decay, so our speech can either be one that causes decay in our relationships or it can be one that stops decay, yeah, and so if we want to extend grace to others, our speech will be one that stops decay in relationships,
1: yeah, and I have to say, I mean, I think we've all. You know, we've all had complicated relationships, but one friend, my friend Carrie comes to mind because she, um, she's a, well, she's a social worker. So I think she's also like trained in this stuff and she's just naturally good at it. But she's like the one friend in my life who has been like, Hey, Rebecca, you're doing this. If you continue to do it, I'm getting off the phone Uh, or like, has just been very honest, but it's not been mean, you know, it's just been like a boundary, but she's been so good. And like, uh, so the first person I think of is always her because she always, has this way of like respecting you. Cause you know, I've had some friends like, so, you know, going back, I mentioned on an earlier episode, I have OCD. So I definitely have had periods of my life where I've been a real pain in the butt friend. Um, because I just, you know, I was having a hard time. And, um, like I had some friends who would just kind of bail out and be like, not return my calls or whatever. But the friends who would say, Hey, you know, um, I'm not going to be able to talk to you about this again. I love you. If you want to talk about something else in here, like that's grace. Cause it's yes. not, it's not just coddling somebody yeah. or saying like, they're there, baby here, here, let me fix it. It's saying yes. like, you know, well, and I not, needed to hear that. It's, it's not like, just flattering
0: speech either. Right, right? right. So it's not just saying things that you think people want to hear. That's not yeah. season. I mean, you know, seasoning with salt prevents decay and decay doesn't mean you don't ever say anything that might um, hurt someone's feelings or that they may take it the wrong way it just means that your your heart behind your speech is one um, of grace and sometimes that means you have to speak truthfully
1: well and i think you know prevents decay it prevented decay in me because i think a lot of times like we don't mean to be a pain in the ass to the people we love we just don't realize we're doing it and if people don't tell you or you know like so i think it prevents decay in the person you're in relationship Mm -hmm. with because it's helpful. we don't see our blind spots. That's why iron sharpens iron. Like that's why we have each other. So I think it's, um, it prevents decay in the relationship, but also is salt for the person you're speaking to too.
0: Exactly. Well, and salt was also used in in wound care too. Right. Right. So, so that's another thing is too like the, it it would sting at first. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would imagine I've never used salt in a wound, but that's where the saying comes from putting salt in the wound. And at first, like the purpose of it, or at first it would sting and it would be horrible, but the purpose of it was to just, to stop the, the process of infection or whatever in a wound. I mean, they didn't have antibiotics and stuff like that, so that they had to use what they can get. And um, so sometimes gracious speech doesn't feel good. Right. But the purpose of it is to, you know, it's real up. love, yeah. It's yeah. true love, and I mean, I, I think of the other passage in Ephesians, Paul again says, and I think Paul, I think Paul had a bent towards um, speaking his mind and sometimes sticking his foot in his mouth. Um, not mm-hmm. as much as Peter, but Paul still had a problem with that too. And I think he was preaching to himself a lot when in a lot of his letters about speech. But in Ephesians, he talks about um, our words or should be edifying, mm-hmm. and just because edifying doesn't mean sugary, sappy, sweet. It just mm-hmm. means that it promotes good change in people or it encourages people, but you it can builds, encourage right? or builds up. Yeah. And so it, it doesn't mean your speech has to be all sugary, syrupy, sweet all the time, but it does mean that your heart behind it is the good of the other person.
1: Right. And a lot of times that's yeah. not always going to look like what, how we would define love.
0: Yeah. On the other hand, sometimes we like to use that as well. I'm just telling the truth. And then right. our heart is not, our heart is just to get the final word in or to be right.
1: You have to have truth and love at the same time. Exactly. You can't have exactly. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, um, so I, I always love um, the Proverbs 51 passage that says a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stir, stirs up anger. And um, I it just, it's just a reminder to me again, that like, if I am not um, sitting in the acceptance of God's grace, and I am not, um, you know, practicing soul care, allowing um, God to sustain me. What comes out of me, my personality type is anger and harsh mm-hmm. words, mm-hmm. Um, especially with my children and, and my husband, and people I love the most. I'm yeah. um, also a people pleaser, so I don't do with people I don't love the most. I only I reserve it for certain people. But if I am resting in God's acceptance and I'm resting in his sustaining grace, like we talked about last week then I'm, I, I can turn much more towards a gentle answer towards somebody than a wrathful answer towards somebody.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So,
0: yeah. Um, okay, and then the next thing I thought of was um, just turning outward, like looking right. at others' needs and opportunities for that. And this past week, um, our pastor talked about a prayer, and so I've tried to pray it every morning this week, just real quickly before the kids get up and stuff, is, Lord, turn me outward today. And I think mm-hmm. when I think of people that are gracious and full of grace and extending grace towards others, they're constantly looking towards the other. Mm-hmm. And um, I tend to navel focus when I'm all woe is me all the time or things aren't going the way I want it to. And so just a good prayer for that's just a practical tip for me, for people like me. <laughs> other people may not need it, but just to remind, just a, a remembering that part of being gracious is looking outwards instead of inwards.
1: Well, no, I mean, we all need that. Like, I need that. My prayer is one of my breath prayers is up and out. Like, yeah. Look up, look out because I get so inwardly focused. So yeah. it's not like it, we all need it for a different reason to remember other people. Yeah. And that's like the funny thing is that's like when you're truly happiest, right? Is when you're helping someone. It's like it's such a cliche, but it's so true. Yeah. Because there's no happiness like, you know, doing something for somebody else versus yeah. yourself. But you also can't do that properly or with a good heart if you're not full of God's love for you and in a good place there where you can then authentically give out something with no strings.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, so I'm, I'm spitting a lot of Bible verses today
1: only because I feel
0: like She's that's been all-
1: drinking coffee.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just going to start, you know, spitting out scripture, but no, that's um, not what I spit out when I drink. <laughs> like you're such a dork. <laughs> out of the overflow of the house, the mouth is. I just agree. I'm just sharpening you with my iron <laughs> Um Okay. Return. Return, <laughs> okay. please. Okay. Okay, we're back. Okay. So, um, so I'm only saying this scripture because it was a revelation for me, a new yes. one. Yes. Um, First Peter 4.10 says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's buried grace. So mm-hmm. because I think sometimes in this like part of extending grace towards others, I see how other people or serving others, and I think, I need to do it like that. Oh, but okay. then it stresses me out because I'm not good at that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so what I loved about that verse, it was very freeing to me because we're, we're called to serve others according to the gift we've been given.
1: Right. So it has to
0: start in a place of, what has God gifted me to do? Yeah. So you extending grace to others, you make meals for people. And yeah. that is an extension of grace through you. That's a then that, that gives grace, God's very grace to other people because you're using your gift.
1: Yeah. One
0: of your gifts, you have many gifts, but one of your yeah. gifts is, um, is cookie brothers. So I look at that and think, okay, I, if I'm going to serve other people, I need to make the meals.
1: Right. <laughs> I don't like to cook.
0: Yeah. And what that does is I just feel stressed out about it. Yeah. And that doesn't mean sometimes I shouldn't cook somebody a meal. I'm not completely freeing myself from the responsibility of that. But it could be that instead I could call that person, have a conversation with them, pray for them, order them an Uber Eats. Yeah. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be. So I really struggle with, I... I see ways people are serving other people and I think I need to do it like that. And it was just very freeing to hear that like God has gifted us in certain ways and he wants us to use those. And I knew this, but like just seeing it written in scripture sometimes yes, just your, yes. opens your eyes to it in that like we're to extend grace according to the gifts we've been given, not according to the gifts other people
1: have been given. Well, yeah. And like God doesn't want to exhaust us. Like yes. it's not a trick. It's not like, yeah. like when we give grace to other people, it's not like, so that we'll be dog tired or it, it, it's, it's out of abundance. And so it's things that were like, it is no trouble for me to cook. And people yeah. don't understand that because some yeah. people, it is trouble for them. But yeah. I'm like, no, seriously, it's fine. Yeah. And so I think that's like, I think that makes God's heart happy because I'm I'm not exhausted or spent, but yeah. I'm able to help. And so, yeah, yeah I think it's, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. There's, I think that the, and, and you know, other, you know, you see other things and different ways people serve others and you're like, Oh, I should do it like that, or I should do it like that. And yeah. and it's just, so I think this portion of extending grace to others goes back to the sustenance part. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you are sitting before God and you're um, spending that time in self-reflection and in reflection with him about who he created you to be um, and you actually are taking time to sit and listen instead of running around hurried all the time, which I'm talking to myself, um, yeah then we can allow God to use us in the way he's gifted us versus us being stressed out, trying to serve because we know that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed yeah. to give grace to others by serving others, but it, it's so varied and looks so different for everybody. So this is just my, my little, you know, it doesn't, it's not supposed to be stressful and hard. It's, yeah. it's what comes easy to you. You know, I have a friend who's a baker like that comes easy to her. I uh, a friend who is, we have a mutual friend who's really good at hospitality mm-hmm. and like having people over, like that stresses me out to have people over. Yeah, yeah. It does not stress her out, yeah. you know? Uh, but there, there, we all have our ways. Uh, we know what it is in us that doesn't stress us out and does stress us out. So it's just, that's just a little encouragement. Yeah. To extend grace to others in a way that we're gifted for. So <laughs> this is another one that's hard for me. Um, letting it go and i'm not oh, talking about the song from elsa like forgiveness oh, we can use that well yeah a little bit of forgiveness this is not i mean we we we're going to talk about giving and receiving forgiveness but this is more of like just the daily annoyances yeah i'm not i'm not talking about like there's there's big forgivenesses that we need to do we could talk about how that's giving and receiving forgiveness is an extension of grace, but um, just the little things like the little annoying, rude things like, Mm -hmm. and I'm not talking about letting go of things that are truly horrible or truly harsh or truly harmful to you or somebody you love. I'm talking about the little things like, the traffic I experienced on my way here, <laughs> the getting cut off on 285, the kids' constant voices during the summer when they're just being kids, you know, the yeah. little, like the little annoyances, the, um, someone's late to meet you for lunch. And it really bugs you that somebody's late. And I'm speaking from experience because I am very usually on time. So it's hard for me when people are late. So those are areas where we can extend grace. That doesn't seem obvious, mm-hmm. but someone who is gracious and is extending the grace of God in their lives, like they let those things go. Yeah. And, and instead of allowing those things to take root and be better or to speak out against those things. Um, I love the this Proverbs, Proverbs 23, not 23, but 20 verse three says, a fool shows his annoyance at once, but a prudent man overlooks an insult hmm. And it, I think we just live in a day and age where we're so quick to quit back at little annoyances mm-hmm. and little insults instead of like sitting for a minute and be like, do I really need to say something about this? Do I really need to do something? And sometimes we do. Sometimes yeah. things, yeah. things are said and done that we need to speak up against. And I'm not saying that we just need to be complete pushovers, but there's like little like annoyances. And we just have to recognize that we don't know what the other person's going through. And we don't know, understand if they've had a hard day and they cut me off in traffic or they made a little underhanded comment or they just did something annoying, like we're late or cut you off or whatever it is, or like did something in line at the grocery store and someone who extends grace to others just lets those things go. Well,
1: and I think a lot of that is like, what are your boundaries like? Because if you have a friend who's consistently late for lunch. Yeah, that's different. But you know what I mean? Like, so it's maybe, maybe we're talking about like grace for Straight or like people who aren't like in intimate relationship with you, like yes. maybe just like that's what I think. I, that's what
0: more I'm thinking of, or like giving grace to like someone who doesn't typically do something. Mm-hmm. But those of us that are, if we're always on the move, we're always on the go, and we're quick, 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 and things are and because we don't give ourselves margin, little annoyances drive us insane. Mm-hmm. And these are like one-off annoyances. I'm not yeah. talking about the friend that constantly. Yeah. yeah, Um, yeah. Cancels on you for lunch. I'm not talking about the constant rude comments from a coworker. I'm talking about the one off somebody, you know, a coworker is, has a new baby at home. And so she didn't get a lot of sleep. So maybe her little quippy comment was because of that. And it's like learning just how to have wisdom and discernment Mm -hmm. and on how to let those things go. Well, It's
1: like assuming the best of people. It's assuming like, like Chris and I have this joke when we're driving if someone's driving really fast, we're like, oh, they have diarrhea. And yeah, it keeps us from getting angry because we're just like, "Yeah, like I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they're driving really fast. Or maybe they
0: have a, they have a, or a woman in the, in the hospital, car. Or, they, like, yeah,
1: are, or yes. So yes. we just like, we've turned it because we both used to get really bad road rage. And um, mm-hmm. we've like turned it into a joke. And so I think like just assuming that best of people is really what grace is. It's not, yes. it's giving them the benefit of the doubt. And yes. saying Like you probably aren't really a jerk.
0: Yeah. But, I agree. I agree. Um, but that leads into like, then there's things that we do have to give and receive forgiveness for. I'm talking yeah. about bigger offenses. Yeah. And, and this isn't, this isn't, um, this doesn't mean that, you know, that relationship going to be automatically restored or that you aren't going to have healthy boundaries. But this is um, about, still extending forgiveness anyways. And I think that's just because, I mean, there's plenty of scripture where Jesus is like, forgive as I've forgiven you. And I think, I think that, that a Christian who doesn't forgive is an oxymoron. Right. Um, and like I said, that doesn't mean we completely discount everything people do. That's wrong to us. And we just let it go. And, but, um, uh, some of us are really great at giving forgiveness and some of us are really great at receiving forgiveness. But I think that usually we struggle with one of those things. Mm-hmm. So like I, my tendency in forgiveness is I'm usually pretty good. If someone says, please forgive me. Like yeah. I'm just not a grudge holder or something. That's just personality. That's just my personality. But I have a really hard time asking for forgiveness. Uh, Does that make sense? Yeah. Like if somebody comes to me and says, will you please forgive me? Like, it's not that's not real hard for me to extend, yeah. but it's really hard for me to like admit that I need to ask for forgiveness. Oh, yeah. So, like, I think that grace is on both sides of that. It's not just forgiving other people, it's also asking other people to forgive you. Yeah. And, and I, I think we, I, I don't think anybody is like really strong in both of those areas. No,
1: I don't think it comes naturally. It's like yeah. something you have to, I mean, it's something I work at all the time. Yeah. I mean, but I think, um, yeah, I'm good at, I'm good at receiving forgiveness. Cause I need to a lot, but I have a hard time. <laughs> my thing is like when somebody, when I need to forgive someone who doesn't admit what they've done, like yeah. that's where I really struggle. And like, yeah. I have some relationships like that in my life now where it's like one of those things where it's like, Rebecca, you have to get over it. Yeah. You just have to get over it. Yeah. And, but I'm like, I will go the rest of my life and that person will never say what they did and they will never apologize. Mm. And so they have like, so hung up on that apology and I'm not going to get it. Yeah. Really not. And, So that's where I struggle. I guess But you're still called to
0: forgiveness in those situations and it's really hard. Desmond
1: Tutu wrote a great book about this that we'll link that helped me a lot to kind of conceptualize it. He went through all of the like this is what forgiveness isn't things, you know? Mm Because it's not like saying it was fine. Saying it's fine or it may not even mean reconciliation fully. Right. And that's yeah, so we'll link to that. But um Not that it like cured me because clearly I'm still struggling with it. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> what you mean you didn't read a book and you're totally better now? <laughs> Dang it!
0: <laughs> um, Dang self help. <laughs> I know.
1: But, so that's the thing I think is like, you know, how can we have grace like for and just seeing the person like another way that's helpful for me to have grace for people, especially the people like I'm describing who are probably never going to ask my forgiveness and who probably need to, is I look at them as little kids. Or I picture them. them as like a two-year-old mm-hmm. or a baby. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I like think you were a baby once. Stuff happened to you. And it, it just gives me a little bit enough softness of heart to yield yeah. to what God's already doing. Yeah, I agree.
0: I agree. Um, and then the other thing when I think, so I, 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 this is how I came up with all this stuff, is I thought about the people in my life and I, who are the most gracious people I know. Mm-hmm. And like when you hear other people talk about them, they use that word gracious. And so you know, I thought of their gracious speech and and the way they let things go, and they're slow to anger and and easily forgive, and those kind of things. Like they're just pride. They're not they're not perfect, but these are things that that God has um, allowed fruit to grow in them because they've been um, you know sitting in his, in his acceptance. Everything is gratitude. Um, oh, yeah. I you know. And I'm not just talking about gratitude. Oh, thank you, God, for this. But like actually thanking other people, mm-hmm. like people that I know that are super gracious are really good at telling other people. Thank you.
1: Uh,
0: um, yeah. yeah. And so I just I, I think that that is just one way. And we tell our kids all the time, say please and thank you. Say please and thank you. What do you say? What do you say? What do you say? I don't know how many times a day I say, what do you say? What do you say? What's the magic word? And not just yeah. please, but thank you. Like, like, more than anything, I want them to say thank you. Mm-hmm. And we want that from our kids. And so, but do we practice that? Mm-hmm. Do we tell other people thank you? Um, and for just the littlest things, do we say thank you to the person who's checking us out at Publix? Do we, you know, do we show that we have gratitude for the people that serve us and do things for us. Or maybe um, the
1: true test is, do you have gratitude for the people closest to you? Cause sometimes yeah. I think it's really easy to be super gracious to like the checkout person and then mm-hmm. go be a jerk to your husband. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I mean, no. I don't do that. I'm just saying i <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't either. I don't either. I'm but... <laughs> totally,
0: I'm totally have so much gratitude for the people in my life. No. Um, yeah.
1: But no. I think that's a true test of anyone is who are you yes. to your close people, your best friend, your, you know, those people.
0: Yeah. Agreed. I agreed. Um, but I, I letting people know that you appreciate them. Mm-hmm. I think that's just, I mean, that has to be somewhere in the fruit of the spirit. Like yeah. the people that are just, just really good at that, that are just really good at being like, you know what? I love you and I appreciate you so much. Yeah. Not just thank you for pouring my coffee. I appreciate you. Yeah, Like I recognize what you're doing and it means something to me and being able to be able to speak those words.
1: I wonder if, so do you think grace has something is rooted in like kind of irreverence? reverence?
0: Yeah. Well, but you, it goes back to what you said at the very beginning when you were talking about seeing people how as God sees them. Yeah, I think if we saw people as how God really saw them and how God has gifted them and how God is using them in our life, then we would appreciate them more. Yeah. So I I think that's a big part of grace and how we extend grace to others for sure. And like it just. I mean, all of it comes back to one of my favorite passages in scriptures. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but in Philippians two, it, it's the whole um, part about um, Jesus. You know how he humbled himself, mm-hmm. um, and how and and Paul tells us to be like him, and that means to um, take an interest in others above mm-hmm. ourselves. I think it all boils down to that. Yeah, um, it all boils down to. Um, taking like you know this you have those people in your life that you talk with them and you know that they're interested
1: and then you have those people
0: in your life that you talk to and you know they're not interested people know people aren't stupid right kids aren't stupid like they know they know people know when you're genuinely interested in them and then when you're just nodding your head and don't care Mm -hmm. and um I think of anything that we do that that points people to Jesus and knows and shows them that we love them and God loves them is to take an interest in them. Yeah. And not just the people that are deemed interesting by the world, but like in everybody and taking interest in them. I think that's to me that's the pinnacle of grace. Um and living a grace gracious life is taking interest in other people.
1: Yeah. Absolutely it's
0: that's not something that comes to me easily. Some people are really good at that. Some people that's just their natural personality is they're just really good in conversation of taking an interest in the other person. I have had to teach myself and I still teaching myself how to do that in conversation. Yeah. So and just being with people and sitting with people and being interested in what they're going through. Yeah. It's not it doesn't come naturally to me. But and I wanted to
1: it'll be so much better <laughs> when you
0: like, <laughs> what I perfected, which is a long way from now. <laughs> but um I mean and I, I feel like we have need to have a cap, caveat, caveat. Uh-huh. uh-huh.
1: Was I say pronounced? caveat.
0: Caveat. I don't know. Caveat? In all of this, that we are called to display the fruit of grace to make our relationships healthy, but we also have to have boundaries. Yes. And I think that you're what you were talking about, your, your friends when you were struggling, like it sounds like a lot of them were really good at that. Like they yeah. had grace for you and they extended grace for you, but they also were really healthy with their boundaries. Yeah. And I think that's the trickiest part of all of this. This is the trickiest part of relationships is taking an interest in others, forgiving others, letting things go, speaking to, to them in a gracious way and still having good boundaries. I mean, I think of the people in my life that I feel like are the most gracious and they're not the... Oh, bless her heart, kind of people. I'm not talking about right. those kind of people. Right. I'm talking about the people that really are edifying, they put up healthy boundaries. And then there are those that, like, put up so many boundaries that they're closed off. It's like, it's yeah. like we always well, talk you can't about use balance. A boundary
1: as a defense mechanism against that's intimacy, correct. which that's, I have done so much. Oh, I do I for
0: sure. Myself.
1: I do for sure. Yes, I really struggle so with that. So that's like a thing to be aware of. But, you know, I agree. And I actually, I don't think you can extend grace to people if you don't have good boundaries because then yeah. it's not really it's not really grace right no it's, it's boundaries are part of sustenance for you so yes. boundaries are part of you like protecting yourself and knowing like what you can handle and what you can't because that's essentially what a boundary yes. is is saying like i can no longer talk about this yes. i can no longer do this for you because yes. i don't have time or whatever um yeah, so healthy boundaries is, are respectful to the other person
0: right they're defining expectations and they're showing respect for them and, yes. the, and that is grace and so, telling, them, yeah, like, telling them like i will not
1: instead of just like not calling back yes. or, you know, those are yes. like kind of the like, well, are, and my, like,
0: and I tend towards being more like non-confrontational. Yeah. So that's, so I'm like, I'm just going to ignore them. That person, and that's my boundary, which is not good either. And it's interesting. Well,
1: don't try to do it to me. You know,
0: I know. <laughs> and so is everybody else and we were like well, we know what Rebecca does. She just she ghosts us, She's and that's how she puts up a boundary. <laughs> um <laughs> but, uh, I was reading somewhere, I don't know where it was, I don't know if it was in the boundaries book or whatever else, but of course everything goes back to motive. So like yes. there's there's godly motives behind boundaries, and then there's sinful boundaries, right? And like, yes. how do you know when you're falling into what territory and so I thought it was interesting what I read um the the godly motives were are you protecting protecting yourself or someone who has caused you or someone you love harm emotionally or physically like that would be a godly boundary but like a simple boundary is are you creating distance or not showing someone grace because you're trying to exclude them or because they are hard to love or because they aren't like you or because of apathy like those would be all simple motives but for what boundaries. what if you're
1: doing those things because they caused you harm? Like what if you're trying to exclude them and like you're like mad and you're like, you hurt me. So I'm going to exclude you or I'm going to push you over there. Well, that, this
0: is motive, Right. Like, are you excluding, are you putting up a boundary? So say it's a a family member in your life and you're putting up a boundary. You don't want them around your kids for very specific reasons that you're putting up boundaries for. You're not, you're the exclusion of them is to protect yourself or your family. Mm -hmm. The excluding of them is not because they're hard to get along. I mean, it may be part of it is that they're hard to get along with, but it's like, sometimes I know I put up boundaries and I, other people put up boundaries because like, it's just too much work, Oh, I you see know? So you, or I just, I can't do the work. You're apathetic. And I'm just like, I can't do it. So I'm just going to put up a boundary. Like that would be an unhealthy meta. But if your motive is truly, I need to put up a boundary because this is what my family and I need emotionally or need physically or whatever, then the motive is, is more a godly boundary. But so, what if
1: you're also mad? Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. what if you're, like, it's, like, that's all true, but you're also, like, also screw you. Yeah. You mm. know what I mean? That's that's where it gets confusing. It does get like, confusing. I feel like I get there a lot. Yeah. And it's, like, yeah, I do have a good motive, but I also am a human and I'm like bad and resentful or you know whatever whatever. well I think it's sometimes it's okay to put up
0: space until you can get yourself together that's true that's you know what I'm saying you know like there's a difference between space and boundaries um I think Mm -hmm. are like short-term boundaries or short-term boundaries and long-term boundaries and so sometimes we can put up short-term boundaries like that's just a little bit of space until we can like get ourselves together and like just like like we do with our like i do with my kids you need to go over there and i'm gonna go over here we need some space because i need to take some breaths Uh like the same thing we can do in adult relationships too that's That's different than a long-term boundary because like somebody has truly continually caused harm emotionally and physically does
1: that make sense yeah it does
0: yeah um i'm not a counselor so this is just me talking up but um but i think the goal of all boundaries. is to make sacrifice. Well, like the goal for all of this and extending grace for others is making sacrifice for others when appropriate, but never in a destructive manner. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's what we need to qualify. Like we extend grace to others in appropriate ways, but not in any ways that's going to be destructive for us or for them. And this goes Mm -hmm. back to your conversation about the words, about speaking truth and love.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So any other thoughts before we wrap up? Hmm
0: about extending grace to others?
1: I think for me, it's always really helpful if I'm in a place where I'm not gracious to remember, um, not in like a condemning way, but just to remember how much grace I get from God. Because I think it's really easy to, you know, think that you're not better than other people, but like, I'm not as annoying as they are or like, whatever. It's really easy to get to that place, but I have to like almost like people do gratitude lists. Like sometimes I have to think through like all the things God's forgiven me for, like even in a day Mm -hmm. and just really take in how much grace I've received. And then from there I can give it more easily.
0: Yeah, I I agree. And I just, I just, you know, another example is just that extending grace to others is not an all call to being emotionally drained. Right. And I think sometimes I feel like if God calls me to extend grace to other people, that means I need to, I need to completely deplete myself. And that's a lie. Like we are called to extend grace to others within appropriate emotional boundaries. And, um, and, and if we do it appropriate, that is actually the most gracious way to be in relationship with say, other people. Yeah. yeah, because nobody wants to hang out with somebody who's completely drained in a relationship, even though they think like sometimes you're in a codependent relationship where they're draining everything out of you. You're draining everything out of them and you think that that's the best thing. But that's just continuing the cycle of unhealthiness. Like yeah. the truly gracious thing is to like extend grace in a way that's emotionally uh, life-giving to everybody well nobody wants
1: to be the friend who's draining someone. like yeah. nobody wants yeah. to be that person yeah so i
0: think so you need that so we need to speak up yeah and i want people to speak up to me yeah as much as it sometimes hurts to hear that yeah yeah no, so. i mean that's good yep so i mean that's a good grab sorry grabba? i called you grabba? a
1: dork Call me a dork? I did call you a dork. I'm sorry. I'm see, that. I just let it, it go. You let, oh, it, let gosh, it go. gosh, you're so gracious, <laughs> Rebecca. Oh, my
0: goodness. just <laughs> <laughs> do what I preach. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyways, well, that, um, yeah, that wraps yeah, up our series. Yeah, I'm really excited about our next series, too. Our next Listen. series is on stewardship. It won't be convicting at all. Nope, not at no. all. You're going um, <laughs> to... Sorry, in (laughs) fans, but it's really good.
0: So tune in. We're going to take a little break for the the 4th of July, but Mm -hmm. we'll be back and ready to go for stewardship. And tune into
1: social media. Really good giveaway coming up. Y'all, can I just tell you what we have? We have a $100 Garnish and Gather gift card, which if you're not familiar with Garnish and Gather, it is a local... did y'all hear my kid yell just then? I don't know. <laughs> they did so good for 34 minutes. They did so minutes. good this whole time. Um, it's a local uh, meal kit service. So some yes. to blue apron and all those, but it's all, um, it's organic and the recipes are, de- are um, designed by local chefs. So a hundred bucks to there, which is really great. We're also um, giving away one of our really cool woven tote bags and it's bright red and persnicketedly that's not a word designed. Yeah. Designed with
0: persnicketyness.
1: Sure, we'll no, that's I just watch a lot of Sargento commercials um, and then we also <laughs> we also have a really cool uh, gift pack from White Oak Pastures down in Bluffton, Georgia which has a lot of um, kind of like bath products and I think there's candles, earrings and stuff that all come from their farm which is really awesome and a book and some other knickknacks so really good giveaway please tune in on social media this week and we'll be posting stuff about it and other than that have a good week yeah grace grace baby yeah oh my gosh (laughs) please forgive me